Hi, this is Maurice LaMarche, and uh, that name will mean nothing to you, nor the sound of my voice, unless I become the brain from TV's Pinky in the Brain, or Calculon, the star of all my circuits from Futurama. Oh, uh, he is a bottle, so from Futurama. Puny human, this is Morbo the Newscaster. On tonight's news, you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. I will destroy you. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. And uh, with us, Benjamin, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> That's all. Took a little while there. You sure you're okay? I'm good. Are you okay? I'm okay. Well, yeah. Well, you're the monkey behind the keyboard. Why the monkey? Why not like the butterfly or the bee or maybe the centipede? <sighs> Jar Jar, save us. Hey, <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not Jeff. And uh, yeah, you're on still token with. And tonight we have not one, but two guests. One's only really important. Rico's, yeah. but uh, the important one is Kaylin Hanks, who is an entomologist, which I had no idea what it was until three days ago. They study bugs. <laughs> that was a Pokemon. <laughs> He's saying that a well, Pokemon. A Pokemon study? master. A Pokemon master. <laughs> I gotta catch them all. Oh god. Well, welcome yeah. to the show, Kaylin. Thank you for having us. Oh boy! Oh, can you hear me so, now? Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Master, uh, you know, is it like a regular Pokeball or the Ultra Pokeball, or which one works best for oh. catching the bugs? Oh, um, right now it's a Killjar <laughs> and um, a butterfly net. So when you're collecting insects to pin them, you want to make sure that you're killing them in a humane way, which is. Already a problematic statement. Um, and <laughs> a little I thought bit. Did, I thought we didn't you, want to kill the bugs. We don't. I don't. I don't collect very often. Oh. Um, I mostly take pictures of them now. But uh, with your kill jar, you put a little <coughs> bit of plastic of Paris, some carbon tet in there, and they asphyxiate, and you get a a bug, a good specimen, and you can pin it. So. It doesn't take much to collect them. So, all right. Since you're a bug studier or entomologist, <laughs> what's the creepiest? What do, do, do bugs at all creep you out? Are there any bugs that you're just like, you know what? You stay over there. Um, I can think of some bugs that I don't want to get bit or stung by. Well, yeah, but you yeah, should still pet them. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you're so I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to. It's hard to say that I'd be af afraid of them. I, I, I don't know. I, animals haven't freaked me out. Um, it's more of like I can say that I'm afraid of heights, but I can't say that I'm afraid of an animal. Oh. So, and not even yeah. Ben. Ben's I've seen scared. it. I send her. I send her pictures of bugs, and she's like, "Don't kill it. I'll come get it." I'm like, <laughs> oh no, it matters yeah. you. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm. I would say the the one thing like a so I grew up in the states and 
there are some bugs like the flies and the cockroaches. There's a little bit of an ick factor to them. Um, yeah. And so that that was a little bit of a hang up when I was studying them as um, viewing them as an animal in their habitat, doing what they were basically made and designed to do. It's 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 less icky. Um, now, I think it, that way. since you mentioned cockroaches, do they serve any purpose in, in like the oh. normal household cockroach does not i'm not talking about like the the big hissing cockroaches and mm -hmm. stuff like that but like the normal the one everybody's trying to kill and get out of their houses do those serve right. any actual purpose in the ecology ecosystem yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah. um yeah so there are some bugs that are um they're just better suited for urban environments. There's a lot of mosquitoes that prefer urban environments, bed bugs. Um, and I think we have to take into uh, consideration that humans are not the, at the top of the food chain and they're not the center of the universe. So um, just because a cockroach maybe doesn't serve a direct purpose to us, doesn't mean that it doesn't serve a purpose. And, um, so like the cockroaches in our house, they're, they're definitely providing a service in being like part of the disease ecology, being part of, um, recycling nutrients. Uh, I put value on them just because they are a living thing and that inherently has value to me. Um, even though it probably is a pest to most people well luckily i haven't had to deal with them for years but like <laughs> yeah good <laughs> i keep them i keep them and put them together like dog fights like that little like racing cockroach uh, yeah. no not racing a that's, little flea circus little, no i just make them fight each other we'll put pets on it it's great comes out great. with one of them has a dagger yeah. yeah yeah one of them has like no the, it's like uh what's that episode of uh uh rick and morty <laughs> I'm uh, a pickle rig! And he fucking fights the insects. That's what I think. Like, that's what we have tried to do. We even tried to throw a pickle rig. So, um, I mean, I. Oh, uh, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to ask you. You're, yeah, I, I was actually holding a sneeze. I was going to ask a question. Uh, so, you're talking about the, the ecology of bugs and, uh, you know, uh, where bugs do serve a purpose several years ago uh you know bees there was like a, a fear that they were becoming in, uh, uh extinct um what would have happened or is there like a, a insect that you know could affect us globally you know rather quickly if it like went extinct yeah um so probably the more controversial statement is when people say save the bees they're probably thinking about the honeybee that lives in the hive and it makes honey. Um, and I'm speaking strictly from like a North American perspective. Uh, if the honeybee went away, that wouldn't be terrible for America because it's not a native species. Uh, and my son tells me that all the time. He's like, you know, the honeybee is not actually a native species. It's uh, invasive. But, but they, they have, come in and they served a they they serve their niche well so um it would 
while we would be coming ba- we would be going back to a more natural state it would still we would still lose some of their products and that would affect us as a a general population so um do i think it'll cripple all of humanity if a honeybee leaves um i think it would be detrimental but not the worst it wouldn't be a nuclear bomb um i would say if we were to get rid of <clears throat> Um, our pollinators, like our flies, our butterflies, and our wasps, I think that would be a more um, detrimental loss because they're so specific. Wasps, with, really? Wasps are probably one of our number one pollinators. Oh. Yeah. Did not know that. Yep. And there you go, just... Rico. You thought it was you. But no, you just thought it was a a lady with a dagger. but I, Pretty much. <laughs> well, no, they're so... Um, <laughs> We would. I'm not hating on honeybees, but I. Um, <laughs> She's like, I got to put something on my peanut butter sandwich. Well, I'm not hating. On it honeybees, sounds like it but, sounds like you are. Um, I, I think it would be worse if we lost our flies and our um, our nutrient recyclers like our cockroaches and our flies. Um, Can you explain uh, for the people listening what a nutrient recycler is? Yeah. I'm, yeah. So. Um, yeah. You guys like zombies. Um, mm-hmm. The the reason why I have a hang up with a lot of oh, zombie yeah. things oh, God. is because we're assume or so the assumption a zombie is dead, right? Okay. I, yes. Yes. First assumption a a zombie's dead, and so it behaves like a dead body in that there's a decay process and there's certain smells and temperature things going on. Um, if we had a zombie apocalypse, I feel like we would have a boom of nutrient recyclers, these blowflies and these cockroaches and these uh, carrion beetles getting absolutely cleaning the zombies. In like uh, a matter of months, I think we have yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, and I think there should be more more of those nutrient recyclers, those those uh, insects that are taking de- dead and decaying things and they're putting it back into the earth. I think that would make a really cool zombie movie to have a plague with it. You, um, would you that just, make... you just oh, gave me a new way out of the zombie apocalypse. I'm just yeah. waiting for flies to show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw honey on them. 28 throw days, honey. we're good. 28 yeah. days, good. Just throw a bunch of honey on every zombie yeah. that comes in and you see the swarm of flies. Yeah. I talk about this in um, our forensic class where flies are one of the first ones to visit a dead body. Do you know how quickly they can come? Within four hours of uh, decomposition starting. Yeah. Decomposition normally starts. Yeah. yeah. Decomposition of a body normally starts uh, within within 60 minutes of someone passing yeah. because depending on where they're sitting – the blood is going to accumulate. Yeah. And, and then once there's no blood. Mm-hmm. Well, the coagulations happens later, but your blood will fall. Right. So if I'm, if I'm sitting like this and I die, right. The blood will start accumulating at the bottom of wherever it is because nothing's flowing. And then that's when things yeah. start to come in and things start to, to eat you and whatnot within those 60 minutes, that 60 minute window. That's mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> yeah. And they start getting to work immediately um so what they're getting is yeah well so (laughs) you you wouldn't know if it was well (laughs) 
you wouldn't feel pain the same way. Oh God, but, here we go. So um, maggot therapy, super. Oh, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's super no. common uh, uh, for people who have been uh, horribly ma maimed in war. Yeah, and I was just watching what makes House of the Dragon the other day, and they had the maggot therapy going on, and I'm just like, I'm so glad I don't live in that those times. Well, it still happens. Still happens. No. Um, it's considered no. a. It's con no. Yeah, it's no. It's a medical device. Hold on a minute. It's a medical. That took <laughs> ten minutes from us starting for here. Someone say no. no. <laughs> it took 10 minutes. So, um, maggot therapy. What makes so, it so effective? So maggots are a medical. Which means Medical next time the neighbor's stinky trash is out too long, I can just collect oh, them and maybe sell them to somebody. No, no. So um, you have Shit. to you have to rear <laughs> them in a super sterile environment to market it as a medical device. But what makes oh, it so effective? That's right. Is particularly for like diabetic ulcers, when you have tissue that's decaying, but you also have living tissue around it you don't want the living tissue to be affected. And these mm -hmm. maggots, they only take the decaying meat. They're not eating the living oh. tissue. So it's, uh, you're, <laughs> you're just, you're losing, uh, you're losing dead material. And they also have this incredible antimicrobial property too. So you're much less likely to get secondary infections um, from the flies themselves because they're, they're super clean and they're super efficient and there's the specificity. I mean, it's a really, it's a really elegant way to combat a problem. I think. I, I think maggots is where I draw the line at. Oh my God, that's freaking gross. <laughs> so you, I've heard that you are vaguely aware of their presence, but they don't cause pain. Really? Um, if you've had a, like, you've seen the human bot fly Kind of like those fish that yeah, right. eat the, the stuff off your feet. I forget what it is. Dead you, skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the dead skin and stuff. I've seen that kind um, of uh, therapy. I've heard that you're just, you're you're aware of them moving around, but it's not pain. I've never had it done. That's but enough, this is though. The, the moving around, <laughs> like, looking down and you see these little worms just, well. <laughs> Oh, would don't it, worry. Would it's it be like just, would it be like an alien pregnancy? Just like oh, oh yeah, God, yeah. No, 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 no. There you go. No. We all no. we all know the movie scene. No, so. no, no, no. no, no. They no. just pour out. Just shoot me. Just shoot me. When I was in graduate school, the one thing that all the like frat boys wanted to do was get a human bot fly, and grow their own bot fly. Um, so the it's it's a really fascinating um, life cycle, but the female bot fly, when she's pregnant, she will go and she'll just dogpile a mosquito and she'll lay an egg next to the mosquito face. When the mosquito goes and bites a mammal, the heat from the mammal's skin uh, wakes up, like causes the uh, embryo to kind of wake up and they are inserted through the, the bite. And that's where the bot fly will grow and they get pretty big. I mean, you can, they look like a horse pill um, and they'll, they'll grow. And when they're ready I'm to pupate, they, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I say every time I have her on my show. It's exactly what I, what you just but, said. I was like, I'm not fucking sleeping tonight. So I need the light on. The, the human bot flight. Um, when I went heard to of this, oh, went, it gets better. No, no, no. This gets better. Go ahead. This gets better. This I gets went better. to Canada uh, recently and I was, Talk, or we stayed with the Dene tribe 
And um, our guide, he, we were talking about um, the different delicacies that they have throughout the year. So in the wintertime, they want animals with a higher fat content. In the summertime, they can enjoy more um, interesting delicacies. And these bot flies, these warbles, um, they eat them as a, like a kind of like a, an energy boost. Um, and I'm told it's just like Gatorade. So, um, uh. <laughs> haven't so, so tried what? it it's on there. It's on the list. Let me, I mean, I, I'm all down for trying anything once, but <laughs> so, so, so let's back up a second. You started this saying that the other students wanted to get one, like yeah, did they want to have one? one. So it was just this, uh, uh, frat boy mentality of just like, oh yeah, just morbid curiosity. I want to grow a bot fly. And so you'd sit there and you'd incubate this thing. And then when it's uh, ready to keep it. part of a fraternity. <laughs> well, <laughs> well <laughs> um, when it, when it's ready to pupate, that's when you're very acutely aware of like, oh man, this thing, it's, it is bursting from your skin. Oh. Um, and it will, like blurp blurp come out just like <laughs> you that's guys, a scientific yeah. term right <laughs> yeah blurp. Dad, dad. i have uh, i'm trying to think of what is what can i liken it to it is <laughs> it's a big squishy uh about the size of a half dollar like wow um, yeah they're rotund and they're Holy. Jesus. And they plant themselves inside of human skin as well. Yep. Um, you'll oh, see them a lot Jesus. on uh, right here, right? You said you had told me it was any right. anywhere where a mosquito bites you. Yeah. Um, so you'll see them a lot on like barnyard animals. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot or in this area of the country they call them warbles. Um, mm -hmm. and apparently you can eat them. So chopsticks. <laughs> <Great. Okay. laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another. There it is. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> right there. So those spikes, Dude. they are backwards facing, so you can't pull it out. Otherwise, oh. it will break off. Um, and that's just... And so you see at the very end, that's where they breathe. Um, the left well, or the right? The left side or the right, right side? Uh, left. The left side right here. Okay. So that's where um, you'll see... You'll see in these wounds that it looks like the wound is like inhaling, exhaling. That's where they kind of like a snorkel. They're they're getting their oxygen. <laughs> I've never oh seen Ben God. with that face. Isn't I've that... never seen Ben do that face. Isn't before. that neat? <laughs> Isn't that oh yeah. Neat? <laughs> oh yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh yes. It it gets crazier. Yeah, you should I'm you should tell them itchy. about um Just think the what's the female insect that that pretends to breed. And then like entices the other insect, and then she fucking murders it. Oh, the um. So there's Humans. several species of fireflies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking fireflies. They're just they're just like us. Um. So there's different species of firefly, and there's this one like femme fatale, where um she'll perch up and she needs to get a blood meal, protein meal. Um, she's a predator and what she'll do is she'll watch a male firefly of a different species and he'll put out his little, uh, signal and she will mimic it and she'll pretend to be 
the female of that species when he gets close enough lunch. And I think that's... But wait, but wait, there's more. What does she do with the erection that he has? No, no. Oh, oh, I'm sure Hold on, more. no, no, you got to tell us about that. Well, so... <laughs> they Truth don't thing. have... Um, they don't have kids. They, they don't just... have that. It's, so, um, male fireflies will also engage with... Uh, so, when a... Same species, when they're mating, to prevent other males from getting with their girl they will mate the whole night. So they will um, Ain't nobody just, got time for that. I know they will <laughs> they will stay connected the whole night so that she doesn't mate with anybody else. Um, Damn. I know, right? Actually a serious question about that. Is that wow, um, that's like being 18 all over again. <laughs> is that is that something that they could like study like for like a viagra or something like that like something i think it's more like a i think it's like a mechanical thing (laughs) yeah no No, i figured i'd ask i wanted to ask her that last time and i didn't i didn't think about it i was asked once if um honey you wish you were a mosquito huh no (laughs) um i was once asked if honeybees could be used to develop types of birth control because the queen honeybee in a hive will produce pheromones that suppress the reproductive systems of her offspring. So it's only the female honeybee that gets to make eggs. And she can also decide um, when an egg gets fertilized and when an egg doesn't get fertilized. Well, decide. Um, So unfertilized eggs result in male honeybees. Male honeybees are generally haploid. and female honeybees generally res- um, result from the diploid cell, the, the uh, egg that was fertilized. Um, and the reason why she's suppressing this is because in order to keep the hive working together and thinking of a hive as working as one organism, it's just in everybody's best interest if they are more closely related and we can't be mixing too many people um, because then that the, the hive starts to collapse somewhat now in 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 the human world if you mix people that are too close together you get down syndrome and stuff like that different different mutations to the chromosomes does that happen with the honeybees too like do do you also interpret her that's a a really good one um so this is another or this also kind of ties into the you've heard you've heard the um expression or the the thought that Oh, if there's a nuclear holocaust, the only thing that's going to survive is the cockroach. Yeah. Um, and so what they're what they're talking about is um, nuclear holocaust. It's a, it's the radiation that's affecting our DNA. And when you when you have humans, think of our whole uh, genetic um, makeup. Think of that as like a super uh, sophisticated uh, clock. Um, there's a bunch of little parts. And when you're thinking of the genetic makeup of an insect, it's more like a sundial. It's a lot easier to screw up a clock than it is to screw up a sundial. Mm. So, um, a lot less moving parts. Yeah. So consanguous relationships. So consanguous pairings. So, um, male and female who are very closely related, um, 
it's not as big of an issue with insects that it would be with higher mammals. Um, a lot of, uh, oh, it, it, it escapes me now, but there's a lot of insects that are very closely related and they uh, have offspring that are not um, suffering from the lack of genetic diversity. One second, just so everybody knows, consanguous means people <laughs> of relation. I looked yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people of relation. Yes. <laughs> so consanguous <laughs> is the polite term for like redneck, right? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hills have eyes. The hills have eyes. Yeah. So, um, uh. and the reason why that works is because they have a very a simple. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to oh give God. you the wrong impression, but they have a less. Uh, it's like all the bees are. Flying. <laughs> <laughs> that's my husband. That's oh, that's husband. great. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. Yep. So, so question: oh, How Jesus. come? Uh, I actually have a question, Ben. Ben and Jar. Um, so, how come? Fine, leave me out of it. <laughs> Leo, you know you're over there. I love you. How come, like the Chernobyl incident, right? How come animals are thriving and the fauna is thriving in in that environment mm. and the, the insects too? Because I've mm -hmm. seen videos of like from far away, there's insects and there's bees. How come they're not mm -hmm. polluted? And there's puppies too. Mm -hmm. How come they're not oh, yeah. uh, fucked up by it? So from the um, very limited articles that I've read. Um, Humans may or may not have exhibited a harsher ecological pressure on animals than nuclear radiation. So, so? the one so paper what we put them through already is worse way than worse going through a bomb. So um, that and this is just a, it's a very limited study, but um, wow. The animals and insects are probably thriving because they're not competing with humans Us. for this for the same spatial resources. Um, so the earth would be better if we just knew. Oh yeah. Well, well, no, no. <laughs> nature is healing. So. Nature is healing. Oh god. No, this. I like. I said this is a very right, limited right. study. I um, mean, that's well, one I, possible. I could see that because I mean, like, when's the last? <laughs> When's the last time you went outside and went, oh, wait, there's an ant. I can't step there. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. You don't look down. You know? Yeah, I was thinking you know, about I mean, this. It, as, as a general populace, uh, we just kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't you remember going out and like I, re I remember taking road trips in college and I'd have to stop at every gas station and clean my windshield because I'd, I'd hit so many bugs and. I can't remember mm -hmm. the last time recently where I've ever had to stop my car and clean the windshield because of bugs. Oh, we did. Oh, shit. Yeah, we like, did. Okay, okay, that's good. So, uh, <laughs> We've killed some. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Arizona, like when I go through Arizona and stuff, mm -hmm. bro, that, that stretch, it's, it's just nothingness. Like, yeah, and it's just bop, bop, like you, you hear them. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So is that is that a bad? Oh yeah, you hear them bouncing off the mirrors thing. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, is that a bad thing if there's not a lot of bugs like in in that in the in the area and stuff like that? I would say my opinion mm. is that if we're not coming in contact with a lot of bugs, we're probably doing something that is 
limiting their um, their population somehow in that area, and that might not be a good thing because, in my opinion, greater genetic diversity, greater diversity in species, um, that can only like that's usually a net good. Okay, hmm. my opinion. No, no, uh, I, I'm uh, I grow a lot of plants out back during the summer and stuff, and uh, me and my wife have this whole uh, no mow May where we don't mm -hmm. mow the yard until June and stuff like that. Mind you, it's a pain in the ass to upkeep doing it that mm -hmm. way, but yeah, uh, we're we're hoping that it brings more and more pollinators so we get more and more wildflowers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's, um, I'm not a horticulturalist, um, but I've heard of the, the anti-lawn movement, um, mm. just trying to encourage um, if you're going to manicure the lawn, make sure that it's uh, coinciding with events that aren't going to, you know, disrupt the baby bugs um, yeah. or the or the larvae in the soil and whatnot. So the brown people mm. really are destroying the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Our face, she was like, Oh, god, we're going there. The brown person, that. <laughs> uh, where I am, uh, and go ahead, Leo. You had something, Leo. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I was gonna say, and you know, uh, I don't know, Jar Jar, if you're having the same thing, probably Ben, you know, since we're both on, on the coast, but we've had a lot of rain recently, and the amount that. of the amount Ooh. of bugs that we've had. Like I know our population of bugs is like exploded down here. And yeah. like I've got oh, tons of fungi. Not oh uh, mushrooms. She, she's yeah, got yeah. she's got some yeah, interesting, here. interesting she, yeah. Kaylin has some interesting uh information about like fungi, like the last oh, really? style. If you guys want to get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Can we so, discuss what? Non-native species to pay attention to. Oh, that's a good question. Do you want that, Kaylin? Oh, can we discuss yes, non-native species to pay attention to right, right now? now. Um, the lanternfly, that one is, they're so beautiful, but they're, uh, they're out-competing native Those species. Those are big, right? Uh, or they all look I'd say they're like an a... average. They're, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. It looked like this moth I saw. They look huge. Yeah. Right? They're... Um, so the lanternfly, that's one's probably the biggest uh, bad guy um, currently. Um, and I think they're more popular on the East Coast. Yeah, I know we're we're told in Connecticut to kill them on site. Yeah. Um, so that that would be the one to to look out for. Keep your eyes open. Um, circling back to the the fungi question. Um, so Last of Us and girl with all the gifts it was a yeah. book and it's now a movie um so that is based on the cordyceps fungi and that there's a few different species of cordyceps there's one that specifically targets ants and there's another one that targets ghost moths and they operate in a very similar way so the um ant or these these ants they they live in the canopy and in order to go from one tree to the next, sometimes they have to go down the tree trunk, over the turf, and then back up the other tree. When they're going over the turf, they will sometimes pick up these spores. 
And that's kind of where the, the mind control happens where we, we don't know how it happened. We don't know the mechanism just yet, but what we think is happening is certain chemicals are released and it causes the ant to change behavior. So ant picks up the spore, it gets up in the tree and then it starts convulsing that causes the ant to fall. And, um, then the ant is further like operate operates uh, very differently than what it would normally do. It climbs up a stem and it bites onto that, uh, the underside of the leaf. And we've noticed that they're usually facing North when they bite down on these leaves. And that could be because the fungi will grow better when they're not facing the sun that keeps it like a microclimate keeps it a little bit cooler so that the fungus can grow. And from that point, um, ant clamps down on the leaf and it's slowly dying. So I think it's, uh, I think I have it in my notes, uh, four to 10 days, the fruiting body will spurt out of its head and that's where more spores are released. So more ants can pick that up. Um, it's a very promising biological control agent. Um, biological control agents are animals that keep other animals in check. So um, this fungi could be pretty useful for pest management. Um, if you don't want these particular ants, use this fungi because it really does tear down their numbers to a more manageable size. And it's specific too. That's a very important part with biological control agents. You don't want to introduce a species that's going to take down the ant and then maybe another couple of um, insects that you don't necessarily want to kill. Can they, are they harmful to humans? So, um, <clears throat> that's the question. That's all. I want yeah. To that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, uh, I think that's everybody's uh, thinking when they, when they see like a zombie apocalypse, they're like, Oh my God, is there something that could control my mind? Um, and I mean, it's called it's, social media. <laughs> It's called a fat stack of cash, too. <laughs> that works, too. Um, but, uh, oh, wow, so, Carrie. Hold on. Uh, oh, wow. That's a big one. I got you. I was recently having a conversation with someone who informed me that vehemently, vehemently that, only, that only adult male brown recluse spiders can even have a chance at biting a human. They stated that the most reported causes misdiagnosed by MDs are treated people carrying a necrotic bacteria. All right, Kaylin, I'm gonna let you take that. So, That's, uh, yes and no. Um, the females do also bite, um, and we don't have great information on the numbers of like bites, whether they're female or male. Um, mostly because they are often misdiagnosed because of that um, secondary infection, like a staph or, um just some other uh, wound. A lot of it can also be uh, allergy to like plants. Ah, okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, I oh, I think we were talking about the, the Sorry, cordyceps Sorry, that fungi. was huge. <laughs> that was huge. Um, the cordyceps fungi, why it's most, why it's probably not going to infect humans is um, probably. probably not. Um, because <laughs> our body temperature, so we're mammals. Um, so our body just temperature. like the last of us. Yeah. So uh, our our internal temperature is usually greater than our environment. And with insects, 
not so much. Their their body temperature is pretty consistently whatever their environment is. And so these fungi, they it is possible to have a fungal infection as a human. Anybody who's ever had ringworm knows that. But the cordyceps fungi, it's... They need um, to rename that, by the way, ringworm. My son got that yeah. as a baby, a toddler, just like most oh. kids do, because, you know, going to uh, uh, children uh, daycare yeah. and all that stuff, you know. And, and when I was told my kid had ringworm, I was like, it does, he's got like some kind of thing inside of him. I'm going to pull out a Is huge like tapeworm. Yeah, yeah, like I was like, what's going on? And they're they like, no, you rub a little have... antifungal yeah. cream on it. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. People at jujitsu that don't, that have never had it, always have that same thought. They're like, oh my God, I have a... It's, like... it's, it's a fungus. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, so humans are capable of having a fungal infection. The cordyceps fungi, um, probably not going to infect humans just because we're we're too warm. And that's a good thing. We, sh- we should be yeah. warm. Um, so, so with Last of Us, if global warming, you know... Yeah. That, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I am not sitting a... here like fuck, man. Yeah. How do I this? <laughs> like, I'm I'm not a climate scientist, and I'm not a, a future fortune teller. But um, so I mean, so so essentially, what you're, so what you're saying is Florida is going to get hit first. <laughs> Florida's Florida hit first. <laughs> Listen, bro. Puerto Rico, if Puerto Rico gets hit first, that's when we're all fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. when the Hispanic countries get hit it. and people start trying to mm-hmm. keep it. Oh, my God. You know, the cordyceps fungi, that's not the most, oh, God. that's not the most terrifying fungus that infects and mind controls. Mind Here we controls. go. Oh. Here we go then. Um, so, uh, Massaspora cicadina. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. It's Latin, so we will never know. Um, this is a fungus that affects the periodical <laughs> cicadas. Um, these are the ones that are on the 17 and the 13 year life cycle. Mm-hmm. And this is a very unique thing because um, since they're on these really discrete life cycles, it's really, really unique that a fungus um, adapted to specifically prey on these um so called the salt shaker of death at times uh what happens is these you know how the cicada it lives underground for a period yeah. of time and then it emerges when they're living underground they will take up yeah. these spores and the spores will um sometimes lay dormant for up to a year uh could be um their entire life cycle, they, they can remain dormant. So um, that's also a pretty unique thing about this fungus. So when the cicada emerges, it starts from the back end up. So it'll start with the reproductive tract and move towards the head. You'll see videos online of these cicadas flying around and it looks like it's just a head with wings and this little dust shaker at the end of it. And that's the, the fungus just eating it. And it's really, it's really cool how that works because the cicada is able to fly around and shake these spores <laughs> and infect more cicada. Um, it, if it went the other way, if it went front to back, it would be less dispersal. So this is a really cool thing that's happening. Um, so the spores, once they get into the tract of specifically a male cicada, it will 
cause the male cicada to behave like a female cicada. So the boys, they'll scream and then the female, <laughs> the female will snap her wings and then they just kind of get closer and closer till they can actually mate. Um, what happens with these infected males is they start snapping like females, which then causes more males to come. And it's like a fungal STD um, spreads more rapidly and guys um, are stupid <laughs> <laughs> boys are gross they'll mate yeah. with anything how am i gonna sleep tonight <laughs> was uh was was this it i i know you said some whoa so that is a periodic i can't see with the there's a oh, man. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'll move it. I'll move it. Oh God, no! I've seen. Yes, this. that is. I've seen this. Oh, so God. you can already see um, a good portion of his abdomen has been uh, eaten away, yeah. and as he's flying around, he's just a salt shaker of death, <sighs> spraying them wherever they might meet. That's not the worst. You can get. You can get. Uh, you can get much more graphic. Look at ben. um, Ben's face. Just says it. He's like, but that's a that's a really I neat thing. Thought this thing was going to be a boring to- show. I was like, I'm oh. going on with the Nanto. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this can get this can nightmares. get crazy. We've had her on the last time we had you on was what two and a half hours or something like that. And we got into some stuff that I went I Just went home and I was like, the little spoon. I was like, <laughs> hold me, please. Protect me from the bugs. <laughs> yeah. So now now you know that the I mean, when, when I asked her that. When I asked her about this, the 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 last of us, I was like, "Hey!" I literally said it just like everybody's seen the clip. When it's like, "Well, the fungi, if it was ninety-seven, whatever the fuck degrees," and I was like, "Hey!" I like texted you or something. I was like, "Hey, is this true?" You're like, "Oh yeah, it is." And I was like, <laughs> uh, "It can happen." Um, <laughs> I mean, I See, think I it's thought you brought really up the last of us because we had Olivier on last week. Mm-hmm. No, no, I brought it up because she, she like it's it's, it's a cool uh, species. Yeah, uh, I sure. think. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to say cool, but you know, I mean that that's a fungus. Um, I I don't want to say mind controlling because it's not like they have the same cognitive life that we do. But this is a uh, think of it like a fungus which does not have a brain, does not have a nervous system is manipulating or interfering with the behavior of a of a larger animal i think that's pretty cool stuff it's definitely interesting um, scared the crap we also, out of me but <laughs> we do have insects that also do the mind control thing with other insects um i say mind control that's like heavily asterisk um there's this forid fly that will um an egg is laid on like the neck of a ant and then the forward fly larvae will burrow into its head capsule and it'll live in this head capsule i think i've seen this one on discovery it's the decapitating really cool. fly yeah um, and that one's cool because it's they're putting so much pressure on the head ganglion um that the nerve fibers in their in their head um it's causing this ant to behave in a way that protects the fly larva so that it lives long enough to 
pupate and become a fly. But they feel everything. They're still alive, though. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're alive they're, and they're feeling They're anything. very much... Um, aware. Living. Yeah. Well, I... Aware as they can be. Are they sentient? Uh, yeah. Um, so another... like Before we get too far with uh, mind control of insects, when I say mind control and why that's heavily asterisk, um, insects don't have a brain. If... If you imagine the, the head, the thorax, and the abdomen, there's uh, ganglion, so it's a cluster of uh, nerve uh, nerve fibers. And so the ganglion in the head, that's predominantly for eating and sensory intake. The one in the thorax, that's basically controlling the movement. And the one in the abdomen, it's more the, the digestion, uh, reproduction um, systems. Which is why, this is my favorite insect fact, um, the female praying mantis can still mate with a male praying mantis after she's chewed his head off because the brain for his back end still works. Look at Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's cool. But at least he won't pay child support. Like, Like, I mean. Yeah, right? Just get rid of the... The oh, annoying shit. part and keep the fun. Rid of the annoying part. Oh, the yeah, fun yeah. bit. It, uh, that's that's a whole new level of necrophilia. Keep the useful part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite dinner time topic. It's my favorite thing to tell people when yep. they ask what is an entomologist. Yep. Or <laughs> why aren't more women in entomology? Why? I don't know, but they should definitely know this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Chargers like keep it up to be held. your head off because I only need the other one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the other one has a brain of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now uh you, you sent right? us uh, a list of a couple items. Uh I, I'm gonna bring up uh some of the images here. Um yeah. now, now oh run. You remember this. You remember this if you've ever seen oh, arachnophobia. Yep, run with um Run. Jeff Daniels. Yes. Okay. So in the movie, a photographer goes down to South America, takes a picture, the spider hitchhikes with him, and it's really a horror movie about invasive species. Um, but the they chose this Avondale spider because it is a communal huntsman. When someone says a spider is a huntsman, that means that they don't build a web to trap things. They go out and they hunt, like they, they pursue their prey, they hunt them. So these communal huntsmen, they'll live in colonies, sometimes 300 individuals. Um, and there's evidence to say that they there's something, there's either a communication or a relatedness because um, one huntsman colony will... Um, show aggression towards other for between um not self colonies so um colony a they get along very well if colony b gets too close they will cannibalize individuals from colony b so they and then they'll take the workers and slay no, them oh right? no, no that's those are the ants oh the ants but those them. but that's also really cool um <laughs> so these these colonies they <laughs> It's neat that they live in colonies because that's such a weird behavior for spiders. Spiders are normally um, lone wolves, but the, to have them live in a colony, that's why they chose them for this uh, movie because you could have a bunch of them on set. And they are not considered medically significant. So they're the toxins um, 
it's not going to kill you. So that's why they could safely be handled on set for the movie. Um, it was also in Spider-Man. Uh, there's a there's a scene where Peter Parker is walking past a um, a display of different spiders, and he passes by an Avondale spider. Um, you must be a, so much fun at movies. Like I'm I not. know what that species <laughs> is. I'm not. My husband will. Uh, be watching a video game. Actually, <laughs> she'll watch a video game and be like. That's possible. There's this bug that does this, and that could really happen. Oh, pause the video. I got to tell you. Yeah, pause the video. Yeah. Hold on a minute. And I'm just like, God. Maybe I am great at, maybe I am fun at movies. I, I just. Not if you're wanting to watch the end, but. Ugh. Not if you um, want to be more traumatized. Yeah, right. Arachnophobia like, mm. um, is definitely not the movie for me. Oh, it, it was a, it was a good one. Eric Eric had a Eric let a spider like touch him on on the on the show one time. She brought it on, and I was just looking at it. And it was like, and oh I'm yeah, like, the nope, movement. Nope, I'm good. What was the scene you remember in Arachnophobia? Because the one that stands out to me was when it's the flamethrower and he's yeah running down the Goodman barn, going crazy. Yeah. yeah, and and then nearly everybody else I've talked to. The like the two scenes, it's the barn scene or the shower scene. Uh, um, where the she's doing her hair and the thing falls out, I think. No, yeah. well, so 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 that that reminds me like you see these like horror <laughs> pictures from like Australia of like you know, like a spider webbing up an entire car yeah. and you know, mm -hmm. these monster sized bugs, mm -hmm. like, like how. Like how I, I don't want to say realistic because you see pictures of it, but mm -hmm. I mean, is that common? Like to to have South African like, places, right? Well, uh, so the the giant webs you'll see that, or so um, there are some arboreal species that will build these really cool complex webs mm -hmm. um, that can get pretty big. Uh, the webbing. Um, there's also the webworm where we've seen it here in America. Um, it's a type of moth where the the larvae will just uh, basically encapsulate an entire tree. They'll oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, um, so that's uh, that's more like what we would encounter in the states. Um, as far as like big spiders, big animals, um, I have right now. Um, she's a baby. But um, I have the second largest species of tarantula, and she'll get about as big as a dinner plate when she's full grown. What's wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, um, there's something wrong with you. Well, I have a no. little girl downstairs that screams no. her head off for me to come yeah. kill the tiniest little daddy long legs. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I do set and release those ones, catch and release. Well, so, so, so well, I, I tried to explain to her. I'm like, they don't even have things that are long enough to hurt you, so no worries there. <laughs> Jar Jar, you bypassed the most important thing. She said the second largest. What, yeah, what, second what, largest. What's the largest? What? It gets yeah, uh, yeah, it gets right? marginally bigger than a than a dinner plate. Um, when I say dinner plate, it's uh, all spread out. Her legs will touch all the sides of the dinner plate. Um, yeah, they. Uh, so it can like face hugger. Oh. Um, so oh, does yeah. she cuddle? <laughs> face hugger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think of keeping tarantulas and, and insects more like how people keep fish. Uh, where it's not a dog that I'm 
playing with, but it is something that I am caring for. The scorpions are cool to play with, though. Yeah, dude, scorpions. those things under black lights are awesome. They're really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, we we did we did that, but they're they're cool. Like when you, uh, there was one that she brought that I would like go like this on the glass, and then it would it would burrow and it would like go like this on the glass. Like, oh no, kidding. Yeah, 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 it's it's she yeah, well, cool. like a colony of like ten or something like that. I had yeah. a, a Asian forest scorpions. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of uh. One male will have a harem of females, or harem. I uh, love it. that's what that's what. It's. And um, females will live together, but boys don't want to <laughs> don't want a room together. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, but the so the Avondale spider, uh, they're named after a town in New Zealand, and New Zealand is very proud of their Avondale spider. They have a statue of one in their um little commerce area so that would new be new zealand yep the oh, Av- avondale spider statue oh, wow. you got a picture of that leo <laughs> leo's terrified yeah right <laughs> oh dear god yes i saw it i pulled it up oh go oh, no they're they're leo proud of this much leo's what? like petrified i've been asking questions You've yeah, been that's... the silent one, Ben. I'm just. Ooh. Oh, okay. Let's just check. Ben is trying to like figure right. out how he's gonna go to bed tonight. So, uh... oh, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> oh there my god! Isn't that isn't that neat? That's... Isn't that neat? Um. So, uh, uh... what is the other uh, movie monster? What's what's your favorite insect movie monster? Oh, let's see. I don't know. I, ben, I, I've always been partial to to. And uh, I, I, I know I said the line from an earlier Super Troopers, but uh, they they had the brain bugs on there, and they were like these huge, like slug kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, slugs, st- slugs. St- there you go. You ever seen the movie Slugs? It's a no. bee horror movie where, like, oh, I think it's slugs, but it's you know they're slugs. Oh, are they are they mind control type movie monsters? Oh, what viscosa? It's the the slugs that uh the they're poisonous to people. Mm-hmm. What the viscosa? Yeah, is, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I, uh, I know they're not real, but uh, Star Trek Two when they put the bugs in their ears. Oh, the ears, yeah. Oh my God, I could not stand that. That's Tokyo something Ghoul. that I always still think is possible. Like you wake, you get that little weird feeling. I'm sleeping with my head. Something, something in here. <laughs> Tokyo, in you ever seen Tokyo Ghoul the anime? Yeah. The mm-hmm. scene when when Kaneki's getting tortured and they put the the centipede. That's actually something that people used to. Was do. that in um, Tokyo Ghoul? What's the the matrix did they do something like that something like that. oh they but did uh you're like yeah that that used to be done back in the day like they put whatever insect it was and it would fuck with people they were torture people with that i've heard oh, of my... people using insects to as torture devices <laughs> the uh the, the new game uh baldur's gate 3 it starts off uh uh it, it's like a mind control bug it, and the guy puts it on your face and it goes up to the your eye and like goes and burrows in your eye oh, man. to go behind your into your brain. It is we do up. have one of those. We do have one of those. Um, oh so, fantastic. Uh, Nematomorpha, uh the horsehair worm, and it's 
it's all over America. So um, this. Uh, oh, hold this, on. Why is it called a horsehair worm? Oh, Pull it up, Leo. Pull very, it up. So um, before we understood where species came from, there was this thought that spontaneous generation. So they would find a lot of these horsehair worms in horse troughs. And what was thought was anytime a horsehair falls into a trough, it becomes this worm. Um, oh, wow. What, what's actually <laughs> happening is, so yeah. Um, and this is the Gordian worm. So um, what, what, they was need this to- Also? That yep. wasn't that. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, that's it's, not a tapeworm. Tapeworms have like little divots, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this Gordian worm, it's a uh, reference to a Gordian knot because they, they're coiled up. So they complete their life cycle um, in two different areas. So they, in the water, they, they mate, they breed, and then the eggs are taken up by an insect and they um, grow inside the insect by absorbing their nutrients. So um, you're talking about the one behind the eye. When a Gordian worm gets inside a, uh, gets inside a mantis, it puts pressure on um, the the ganglion so that the um, the mantis is now attracted to polarized light, like what you would see, like reflecting off of water. And so the mantis goes towards the water, and once the mantis hits the water, the worm bursts out of them, a la oh, no alien, um, and it'll get into the water. They'll mate, and it starts over again. Um, for crickets, it, it'll get into the gut of a cricket or a grasshopper, and it will cause them to behave in a way like crickets don't swim and they don't seek out water, like pools of water. Um, they'll take up their um, hydration uh, with <laughs> smaller dew drops and humidity. Um, so the Gordian worm is causing this uh, Orthoptera to seek out water so that it can emerge from it. Um, and there's really cool videos all over the internet of these worms, just bur- sometimes multiple worms bursting out of one cricket. There's, um, wow. and what's kind of cool is most oh, of the time, come on. Oh, that one, <laughs> <laughs> um, most of the time the insect survives this uh, interaction. The Gordian worm doesn't always the kill their host. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he that made that towards the, the, the picture. Yeah, he made that towards Leo. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, that, no, that, 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 that was the bug that goes into your eye in Baldur's Gate. Oh, gosh. I know what I'm not playing. No. Great. Not tonight, at least. It's definitely. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever, if you're um, near freshwater and you see a very plump looking insect, maybe you could watch video them a little bit yeah video it like <laughs> be aware this of this thing's because... about to burst yeah uh-huh. and send it to caitlin yeah definitely <laughs> oh god um and then also with the uh <sighs> so stuff going directly into your brain there's this uh jewel wasp where um in order to uh, for their babies to grow up they have to have a uh host so their specific host is a cockroach. This uh, jewel wasp will go over and it's a it's a one-two punch. So first she will sting the thorax, which immobilizes the, the movement of the cockroach. The cockroach can't escape. 
And then she'll take some time because she's wanting to um, stab the cockroach in just the right spot and deliver just the right toxin. And this second toxin um, kind of dampens their um, their ability to just like flee and their desires uh, to uh, escape pain and to escape um, this crowding. So once she has that, she so the one-two punch, she'll take a piece of his antenna, she'll chew on it, and then she'll kind of walk him like a dog to a burrow where then she will lay an egg there it is. and she will seal the burrow so that other um, wasps don't steal it so other uh, insects aren't robbing it. And then her babies will have a nice cockroach to eat on. And the cockroach is alive as they are oh, devouring man. it. Yeah. Rick and Morty has a skit about that. Rick and uh, Morty has a skit about that where, where it's like they go to an alternate universe and it's like it's that bug. They're like, ah, oh, it's in me, it's coming out, and yeah, they're still eating it. Yeah. The one yeah. thing that I thought was like the most the most fascinating tidbit about that is that. Um, the octopamine, which is the second, um, the second dose that her toxin um, specifically goes after that neurotransmitter, and I mean we have that in our brain, I, th I think. Um, so kind of neat. Um, and her stinger. Yeah. If I, when you think about a stinger, are you thinking about like a dagger, something that's uh, rigged and, but her stinger, it's more like. Uh, a sensing noodle thing like she can articulate it and find oh, really? it and dig around to find the one spot um that she can deliver That's creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is, is it creepier to have something right? stab you or to have something worm right? around you? i so, think worming around is a little bit creepier that. that's the level <laughs> um that's a level mosquito, right there mosquito proboscis no can no also that, that is definitely you. creepier yeah, so um, mosquito proboscis will worm around to find the right vessel, too. Um, and that's a really cool video to watch, too. Just this this mouth part. And you'll see the video. So the, the blood is moving through. And you'll see the mouth part kind of lock in on it and go towards it. It's um, like a little heat-seeking missile. It's kind of cool. Um, How do they know it's the right vessel? Uh, so that's that's a... That's another thing is um, don't fully understand it. Because they're smarter could, than us? Yeah, it obviously. Could, it could be a heat thing. It could be um, a chemical uh, input. So they're they're just sensing it and they're going mm -hmm. after like, oh, this this might be a good uh, blood vessel burst. It is a blood vessel. Take a meal. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bugs. <laughs> it sounds like my old Great. dating. <laughs> oh. All right. What, what's the bug that most right what's the bug that what most intrigues her like that that she's just like wow this thing's freaking on another level hmm that's a good one like right now what? we're into a bunch of weird weird stuff and i'm just like god man oh, this, is die. Yeah. this is um, nothing this is so it's about bed bugs it's probably not on oh, the gross, disgusting mm -hmm. layer but the the Saturnity mobs. Um, those ones just blew my mind because um, I, I raised them. And when I think about... It's so about, funny so, to hear somebody say that they raised bugs. Yeah. 
It's like, what? You, you do what? Yeah. So um, I work for, or I, I volunteer at a butterfly house and we were raising these uh, Saturnity moths. Well, when they're a larvae, you, they, their base, their job is to eat, 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 get to a massive size. They spin a cocoon. And then when they emerge as an adult, they are losing their mouth parts. So they don't eat in their adult stage. Um, they have, they have one mission and it's nothing to do with their mouth. Um, so they, they don't live very long in the adult form, but, um, in, so that's amazing that that happens, but also the human connection with these animals, it's been going on for literally thousands of years. Um, sericulture was developed in China almost 5,000 years ago, and we get a lot of useful material from this uh, insect where people have been breeding the, um, the silk moth, the commercial silk moth, for thousands of years, and now that species cannot breed without human intervention. It they've become so oh, no they've become so domesticated that um, they're now just an intertwined species. There are um, wild silk moths, but they're not commercially useful for silk production. Um, and then in the Americas, where um, kind of the American way of doing things is, we're going to make it bigger and better. So when we're yeah. Yeah, we're more we're, power. Yeah, so, um, competing with uh, China, um, our silk moth, the giant silk moth, um, that's the uh, Cecropia moth, and without that moth, it would have crippled our economy. And so, I, I think about that of just um, how much of human history would be so different if bugs didn't exist how would it have crippled the economy if you don't mind me asking yeah. if we're so when when we're competing with uh china's silk production and that opened up um relationships oh, supply for, and demand okay. so um yeah so that's uh that's where we came in okay um Ooh, you should tell them about like the time. Taylor Swift. <laughs> you should tell right. them about the the time that the spider blinded you well, it didn't blind <laughs> it me. It didn't blind It you, did not sorry. blind me. So um, tr new world tarantulas have these urticating hairs, and it's a defense mechanism where when they are upset, they will kick off these hairs, and it causes a very severe um, allergic response. It's not an immune response that we can, um, oh, our body will recognize it, and we'll just get stronger and better at, at fighting it. It's, it's, an, it's an allergy. It gets worse every time we encounter it. And I've been sprayed a couple times and um, it feels like putting, it feel it felt like putting my hand in fiberglass. Oh, I it thought was, you were saying it felt like pudding. I was like, what do you mean it feels like pudding? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it felt like putting my hands in fiberglass and there was nothing I could do. Like I couldn't wash it off. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do anything but just ride it out. Uh. And it gets worse. I every used time to do insulation, so I know that that's no fun. It's it's not a very um, pleasant experience. Mm. Um, it's cool too because like the first time she 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 came to the, the show, she brought like insects and she's like pet it, and I went to pet it and she goes, hey, if it backs off, if it backs off, let it be and it'll come forward. If it backs off again and it goes like this, right, then it's ready to it's gonna start. Yeah, it goes like this 
and then it goes like this. That means it's going to attack you. So I literally walked up and I it backed up and it went like this. And I was like, yep, wants nothing to fucking do with me. Yeah. Bugs yeah. <laughs> don't like me. They do telegraph. Um, yeah. Telegraph like a motherfucker. I was like, nope, not, <laughs> not going to fuck with it. But it's cool, man. And six are, so, it's a really interesting aspect of it because you could be here yeah. for hours and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, I'm telling you. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's been I mean, one of the most interesting uh, interviews in a while. <laughs> Oh, good, good. Um, I was gonna say that uh, I hey, think hey, it's one of the hey, overlooked hey, things. Hey. <laughs> uh, insects are probably overlooked because of their size, um, and it's it's a shame because they really they really did shape human history. Um, the mosquito has killed more people than World War than. Um, accidents dengue remember we talked about dengue in puerto rico and it's not just dengue it's chikungunya it's malaria um there's uh there's pretty good evidence that uh alexander the great uh died from a malaria infection um the laos literally crippled napoleon's army and how what would history look like if um the french grand army went to russia uh and you know, just all these things of what could have happened in the world if there wasn't an insect present uh, to be a part of history and witness history. So we need to start interviewing those mosquitoes. We need I mean, that would be a really cool one, a medical entomology one. A medical right? entomology. Is there, I mean, just like well, the maggot therapy, there's a lot of stuff that um, can be used for, for good. And well, there's a lot of it was an entomologist coming on. And when I found out what that was, I was just like, Oh, this must be all about the marijuana plants and like, you know, the right bugs to have in your fields and stuff. Like, cause as I said, I, I uh, get the praying mantis and the, the, the ladybugs cause they keep away mm-hmm. the, the bugs that we don't like. Mm-hmm. The aphids yeah. and the, the pests yeah. of the plant. Yeah. Um, most entomologists are employed um, by agricultural uh yeah, sector. Um, that's majority of our our spending is <laughs> on the agriculture aspect. Um, something that kind of blew my mind is when I think of an entomologist, I always it pictured in my head like the the guy from Bones and um, Silence of the Lambs, where they're solving crimes because they're <laughs> studying insects, and that is such a tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, number of people that are actually doing that uh coroners coroners are like i i've done i've sat on autopsies where and, and this will be you'll probably want to like put a warning on this one leo uh i've sat on autopsies when they're pulling out like they're pulling something out of the water mm-hmm. right and like you you see how swollen it is and then they open it and they see the bugs and they'll collect the bugs mm-hmm. in like these bags or they'll collect them sometimes in boxes if they're alive. Oh, yeah. Because they want to see what they do. Mm-hmm. And it is wild to me, like, what bugs, especially um, what's the, the bug that goes immediately after the green bug? Green when, bottle fly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, those things, like, are like that, bro. Like, that thing will tell you to the T, like, oh, this person died an hour and 57 minutes and 12 right. seconds ago. Like, I've no seen shit. it. But they have these very um, yeah. predictable life cycles. So, um kind of forensic entomology 101 uh animal parishes 
green bottle fly or other um, basically decomposing mm -hmm. uh, animals come up. Yep. And so an investigator will collect those. Uh, it's usually the babies and they will grow the babies and record when they were collected. When did they reach adulthood? And, it'll tell you. and they'll also record the temperature because their life cycle is a function of temperature. The hotter a place is, generally the faster they go through their life cycle. That would be like me growing up faster in a desert, in a hot place than I would in, in a cold place, in a, yeah. a polar ice cap. Yeah. Um, and they've studied them long enough where you can now pull up these life tables. So you can say, at this temperature, this insect is going to be this age. Um, I think that's pretty cool that the, they're that predictable and that we're exploiting this part of their biology to solve crime. Um, yeah, we get taught that where when I went to Iraq, we got taught that because we ran into like a couple situations where it was like, oh, this person's been there. And it's like the guys would come and they'd be like, oh, this bug has been here for this long. So this person's been dead for this long. Or, hey, there's this even with like smells, like there's certain things that they do that produces like a smell, especially in the brain. <clears throat> and people are like oh this person was was dead like this and he passed of this mm -hmm. like it's it's crazy the amount of information you can collect from a bug man yeah and sometimes they'll give you clues on the circumstances surrounding yeah. a death yes so like uh somebody who's had like incredible violence done to them like a stabbing gunshot insects will colonize that body the specific yeah this yeah differently yeah. than when they're colonizing, say, like a, a drowning or mm -hmm. somebody who didn't have a... Especially where they concentrate on... Like, they never, the say, they never so say what? any of this stuff when I'm watching true crimes. <laughs> no, bro. No, that would be like them explaining to you the, the math formula of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, do you not want to figure out what the mathematical equation is to find out? No. <laughs> that would be a whole another like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, but bugs. I know I've had situations like that where it's like I'll read a coroner report and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's this bug. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first reasons why I I had I had her on was because I was like, oh, I want to know about this mm -hmm. stuff more because it was just stuff that I'm interested in. Because I'll see bugs and stuff and I'm like, hey, I'll send her a picture. Like, what the fuck is this? She's like, oh, let it be. That eats these things, you mm -hmm. know. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like that's and that's that's the interesting thing about entomologists. And if you think about like Pokemon, right? Pokemon started because the guy oh, yeah. he was an entomologist, right? Yeah, he was an entomologist. He wanted to be an entomologist, but then life took a different turn. He was like, "Fuck that! I can make money creating yeah. Yeah. bugs." A wise career choice in the yeah. long run. Thirteen point five billion dollar company. Yeah. Uh, very smart. Pika pika. So, we should definitely wrap this up though, because I know Leo has another show tonight. Oh yeah. Oh, we will wrap it up. Yeah, okay. it's like, yeah, it's like twenty five past already. I was like, oh shit, we can talk oh, about bugs I'm all right. night. We could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, did we have anything else before we wrap it up? Not that I know. Kaylin, your socials. Uh, whenever they ask, it's that's all it. on you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's all in the show notes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so definitely. 
Yeah, uh, definitely <laughs> check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. You know me, just Google me, you'll find me. I run a Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over yeah. to thedorkening.com. You can learn more there. And uh, a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, Kaylin, where do you like people interacting with you on the socials? Uh, so they can find me on Instagram. I'm at, at Lord of the Dipterans, uh, Dipterans, D-I-P-T-E-R-A. Awesome. And Rico. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I always appreciate y'all having me and having good yes, friends. Thank you. you can find me on YouTube at Rico Podcast and on Facebook. You can find me on Richard Avila's. It's the guy with the cigar and the Pokeball. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it, man. Awesome. <laughs> Jar Jar. Hey, come <coughs> hang out with me on Facebook. My name is Jeremy Courtney. And uh, check out the Reeducation of Nancy Ann Ritter, which is now a live podcast. I have my first episode out, and it's ready to be viewed or listened to, whatever you prefer to do. And that's it. Awesome. Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> my shit working. So, Seems so I apologize for, yeah, I apologize for being quiet tonight, but I was just taking it, really just taking it all in. Um, I was blown away by the education in bugs. And I mean, I thought humans were fucked up. Bugs are really fucked up. I mean, they do some weird shit. But no, anyways, I want to thank Kalen for coming out and hanging out with us. Rico for, you know, jumping in here and being another one of our co-hosts. He's always welcome. Uh, to all our veterans and first responders, I want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here.